text today, we're going to go through, we'll start as is Minhaga Makom with a poem. We'll enter into Torah on Purim, and then we'll go to the fourth principle of the five principles that we've been reviewing. So with your permission. Shuva Ruchi, Shuva Leuzecha. Lama yu ha-shamayim shomemim be'enecha ohe'em mekor ha'oz ve'achayim ve'chayim hem notnim l'chol asher ba'aretz. Come back, my spirit. Return to your full strength. Why should the skies be desolate in your eyes when they're the source of power and life and they give life to all on earth? Whenever your heart raises you, ascend to the heights. Be like a heroic lion and know that strength and life have come down, have descended to you. Don't be afraid of the upheaval of the body from sagging flesh and weakness of matter. The light of your soul will give you courage and the light of your life will be very strong. Be strong, my spirit, very brave. Fly the sky, soar in your thought. Storm the wide places all the way to the source of wonders. Rise high, become exalted, rise mightily, rise with a joyful song. Don't be afraid. Your power is an eternal power. Drink in life. Inhale light to overflowing. Drink in life and inhale light to overflowing. So may we be so blessed. And, and this, is, this is in many ways a good introduction to Purim. And every time I review this poem, I always think that this is probably the first time that the words El Al were, were, were used. And if only Ruff Cook had patented it, and El Al, you know, Beta Ruff, Ruff Cook's home. Ruff Cook was great, his financing his project, he, he wasn't a fundraiser, though he, for himself, he was a fundraiser for Israel. But if he had only patented El Al, then, uh, you know, that would have been a blessing. But in every case, El Al. Okay, 
So now we're going to go into some text that Rav Cook shared on uh, connected to Purim and and also with an emphasis, Shabbat Zachor and the, the whole Purim story, of course, is the story of Haman, you know, the descendant of Amalek. So the, the, the Purim story is the application of the, or the continuation of the episode uh, with Amalek in which we were commanded to, to wipe out don't forget, remember, it's the ultimate koan, but that's what, but basically we're told to wipe out the memory of Amalek from under the heavens. Rav Kook in Midot Araya wrote the following. Midat a'ahava hashruya benishmat ha-tzadikim hi kolelet et kol habruim kulam. The level of love, the degree of love that is in the soul of the righteous embraces, includes all the creation, all the creatures. And does not exclude from the whole anything, no nation or language. Amalek is to be erased from under the heavens. But through the process of refinement, Amalek will rise up to the source of good, which is above the heavens. We wipe out from under the heavens, but above the heavens, and there everything is included in the highest supernal universal love. But it's great. You need great power, great strength, and an extraordinary purity to make this sort of yichud. You know, and um, all right, so that's, uh, it gives us a context. And now he takes it to Gemara uh, Gittin, right? People read it both ways. They taught Torah, they learned Torah in Bnei Brak. When when we reflect, on the Agadah that says the children of the children, the descendants of Haman, taught Torah in Bnei Brak. Anu chodrim chesed. We can penetrate to the depth of kindness, of compassion. She'en lanu lehisachef bezerem shel sin'a gam al ha'oyev hayoter nora. That we should not be caught in the stream of hatred, even of our most horrible enemy. And Ruff Cook saw Hitler come into power in 19, he spoke about Hitler and he, he made a direct trace between Amalek and Haman and Hitler. And uh, 
but that's and this is a part of a beautiful essay. It's an Aroda Kodesh Gimel, and in the cookbook he has it translated. It's a it's a short. It's another. It's got more there. It's really wonderful because it's also the descendants of Sisera taught Torah in Yerushalayim in the same Agadah. All right. Um, this may be because of our timing. I want to make sure we have enough time to cover the sources. So I'm also going to, with your permission. Uh, maybe do more English um, and highlight the Hebrew here and there, but I want to make sure we get through the content and, and, and not be slowed down too much by the, the translation process. But this is, um, this is also found in Moadei Araya. And um, Rav Kook used to say like this, we learn Behilchot Shabbat, the laws of Shabbat, Stam mechika kilkulhi. Just um, erasure is only an act of destruction. And this is in relation to, uh, well, would you, let's, he'll say it. But we see mechika, erasure, is, is just destruction. Ve'en mechika nechshevet lemelacha. It's not considered an, an act, a, 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 a constructive act. Unless the reason the person is erasing is because he wants to write something in that same place. Then it's an activity, the eraser whose purpose is to repair. And from this, from this we learn about the mitzvah of erasing Amalek. A person shouldn't think that what we have in front of us is a, is a commandment to erase, just to basically erase, and that's it. Mitzvat mechika, the two law, an act of erasure and nothing more. That's only destruction. Since Amalek's work was to wound the 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 nation to terrorize Pigua to terrorize the nation that is carrying the name of God in the world. The nation with him, the divine covenanted. And is to be kiseh Hashem ve'olam. Oh yeah, I can, I can, I can highlight here. And remember, last week we learned on where his piece where he spoke about Medinat Israel. The first time the words Medinat Israel were used, and maybe the first time the words El Al. Um, so there, there's some connection there. But he, but he says Medinat Israel is, is kiseh Hashem ve'olam. Hello. And, you have to Who's calling, please. Mute. Okay. And therefore, it's a mitzvah of um, the mitzvah of erasing Amalek, mitzvah mechiyat Amalek, in mechika al minat lichtov. It's when we're erasing because we want to write there. Al minat lechaken olam bemalchut Hashem, that we want to repair the world under the kingdom of God. And this, this mechika that in its place will bring the, the holy letters of the divine name and the full throne of God 
this is the holiness of Israel. It's only when the erasers, Israel, reaches the finishing mark of this action because they, they have now finished what they're going to write to replace the erasure, as mitkayemet ha-mitzvah b'shleim mutah, then the mitzvah is complete. Hashem shalem, the kise shalem, umachuto b'chol mashala, the full name of God, the throne of God, and sovereign rule over everything. And Amalek is no longer the, dumb, the ruling political social force. Um, Okay, so I, I think this is the, yeah, all right, we're, going, we're doing actually good timing. I can stay with the Hebrew. But this is, um, this is part of, it's a little bit larger in Modea Rayan. I invite you to see the whole, the whole piece, but uh, Rav Cook used to say this. There's a few pieces they say Rav Cook said when he was, um, intoxicated with the wine of Torah. Um, Purim was a tremendous celebration uh, in, in the world of Rav Kook from all the accounts. Masechet Megillah, we find in Gemara Megillah, Amar Raba, Mechayev Inish Lebesume Bepurye, a person is obligated to become intoxicated on Purim, to the point of not knowing the difference between cursed is Haman to blessed is Mordechai. Rav Cook said, Ad de loyada, to the point of not knowing, Ad sheyit ale lemala minadat. It's to the point that we go higher than knowledge, higher than knowing. Lemala michet etz hadat. Beyond the consequences of the wrongdoing of, of eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But it's ad where we go beyond that place that we're locked, that we fell into as a result of the consuming from the tree of good, of the knowledge of good and evil where we became practitioners of good and evil. It entered us. It was there in conceptualization or possibly, but it had no manifestation, but we brought it into being. And, you know, the we're still suffering the consequences. Ad, so to the point, ad loyada, ad sheyagia lezihara de adamarishon, to the point that we reach the illumination of adamarishon. Before to the point that we return to that level of, of being a human before the wrongdoing, before the chet of etzadat. So I bless us this Purim that we're, we resolve to, to be levesume bepurye to the yada to the point of we go the malami chet etzadat and we reach zihara de adam arishon and may we be so blessed 
ונאמר אמן, והיה, and may everybody have I mean, it's a crazy situation. The, <laughs> the, the rules in Israel are at 8.30, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. Everybody's in your, you know, in your home unit and no hanging out partying. <laughs> and, and, and I, I, all right. Um, so to introduce where we are, or where we're continuing, we're going through conceptually the first five classes of this series, the five foundational principles that uh, Rav Kook, that the Rav Nazir, Rav Kook's main student, and I've shown you his picture and so forth, identified as these are the five foundational principles to the worldview that is Rav Kook's worldview. And, um, and he identifies them and he says the first one is HaKodesh HaKlali, the, the universal, hol it's holiness, all is holy. The second one is HaChayut HaOlamit, the livingness of, of life, that all life, it's all life, it's all living. We're in a living organism. It's all holy. It's all alive. The third principle, ha'achduta kolelet, the all-encompassing oneness. It's all one. So those are the three that we've done up until now. And today we're starting the fourth one. And the fourth one is hatov haklali, the it, the universal good, the all-encompassing good. So to summarize, all is holy. And, and actually, and in, the, in the, the writing, the Nazir would teach about this, that we have to understand that each one comes naturally by definition from the other. The fact that everything is holy means it's all, it's all alive. It's a chayut. It's a, it's a real creation of the, of the holy one. And therefore, it's all one. It was the creation of the one creating all. It's a, it's, a, it's a unified creation. And of course, the Holy One, it's, a, it's all good. You know, you know the creator didn't, didn't create bad. And um, it they just wouldn't do that. It's an, it was a loving creator. And that's the identification of the, of the fourth um, principle. And what I've done is summarized from, this is Aroda Kodesh Bet, Ma'amar Revi'i is the way it's called, and it has three subsections, and I, I, let's go through the material on the text. Okay. And as he begins, Ma'amar Revi'i Atova Klali, that's the fourth Ma'amar, the universal good. And in the facing page in Aroda Kodesh, the Nazir chooses, brings a piece of the Idra Zuta of the Zohar, which speaks about the, um, I'm just gonna read the English here just to save time, but that the eye of the head of the ancient Holy One, the eyes of the, and it's the, 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 the long face and the small face, but on the long face, 
the elevated realms, in the elevated realms, the eyes of the head are, they're like two eyes, but they're considered one eye because the eye is only right. It's only chesed. It has absolutely no left. There's no din. And if not for this construction, that there is this supernal eye that's completely good, that watches and cleanses the lower eye, the lower eye being the eye that sees the good, the eyes that see the good and the bad, that we've descended, it's a descended realm. Well, if it wasn't that the ascended realm was all good, the world would not be able to stand. And that's the, uh, and the supernal righteous ones, the tzaddikim, are those that can see this with the, uh, the, their zoiche, to be able to see this with the spirit of wisdom. And and then, unusual, eye to eye, and all our eyes together will see when God returns Zion from Yeshayahu, and may we, we are blessed to be seeing Shuva Shem Tzion. And uh, so let's understand what a wonderful, what a blessing we have and that we're a part of. And, 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 and uh, so that's the section of the Idra Zuta. The, the, and these are like some of the most obscure, obscure parts of the Zohar. And the Nazir is explaining that what Rav Kook is now doing, he's going to explain to us what the application of these Zoharic principles looks like in, in, in an expanded form so we can understand what it's really teaching us. And then what the Nazir does, he summarizes Rav Kook in, uh, in categories using Rav Kook's language. And he says, the first, there is, there is the realm, Hatov HaKlali, the universal good, ideali, the ideal, that can be seen in the worldview of unification. When you're in, you see the perspective of unification, you can see the universal good. And this is who atov hamuchlat. This is the absolute good, hanishaf betov amitale, that is drawing from the tov that is active, that is rising. So that's the thing. And then he says, this, the next part of this is hara ha'olami. There is hatov haklali, and then there is hara ha'olami. The and I'm going to I'm going to translate for our purposes to think tovara here is as good and bad, not as good and evil. Evil has another level to it, but good and bad. Um, the bad that's in the world. Hamisudar, the organized, structured, we'd, we'd have to look at the sections where Rav Kook speaks about that to see what he means that, but the bad in the world is in a hash, hashkafa, what's going on here? In a hashkafa pessimit. That's a pessimistic perspective, but this raha olami, its act, is mit tov. It will rise to the good, to the osher, to the happiness, the eden, to the edenic, that we're looking forward to, that is expected to arrive in the, in the future that is coming. 
So that's the section, that's the frame of his teaching on Tova Klali. Now the Nazir breaks it down and he presents a number of pieces that, that explain. And the first piece and the Seder, and there's in three starim within the principle of a Tova Klali. So just to note. The first seder, the first structure of the of the three, it's a three-pronged um, uh, perspective that he's giving us here. So the first prong of it, there might be a better word than prong, but is he gives it the title Hatov Haklaliha Ideali, the universal ideal good. And the first piece in that seder has got the same title, and this is um, select some of it, a, a precy of it. But it's important because this is the first statement in that section. So this is like the overall statement that the rest of this section in order to Kodesh is an, is an elaboration of. Okay, the Nazir was very systemic, systematic, and, and, and thorough. Ha-idealit ha-ruchanit. The spiritual ideal, it doesn't know anything about division. The spiritual unity doesn't know, uh, the spiritual ideal does not know anything about division, about separation. It only knows the klali, the collective and the unif and the one. The one, the unification, but achdut is the oneness. Ein shum prat niskar etzla ki im betor chelik shel klal. There's no particular part of it except um, it's. It, it, there's no no part is seen separately except as part of the whole. Actually, you want to? I am going to skip to English because I want to make sure we have time for discussion. And but but this the first piece is important, and therefore. The spiritual ideal cannot recognize any good except universal good. It only sees the whole, and it can't recognize bad unless it's universal. And since universal bad does not exist at all, we come to recognize that actually, in truth, bad does not exist. Ra, you know, yesh klal ra. That there's, not, that there's nothing in the reality of Ra. Ki im kulahi tova, it's all good. As the Pasuk says, Vayar Elohim et kol asher asa, vehine tov me'od. After, you know, after the male and female complete creation, it's tov me'od. That's, that's the creation. There's no Ra. So where does Ra come from? the material bodily materialization the fact that we materialize into matter that causes separation just by definition there is a molecule here there's a molecule there there's a body separation is 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 a necessary function of the of the creation and also it, it, the oppositions between the parts, now they, they'll come forth. And while there is a recognition that there is the good and the bad, 
a person does not need to link his nature with the bad quality, as it says, it's a, it's a paraphrase where it says, we're not to eat of the, eat, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he's saying, we can still apply that. It's not a mitzvah that we did. It's still a mitzvah for each of us. Not to eat. We can, we can still keep our consciousness completely in tov. And Rav Cook was an example of that. It's only the tree of life, which is completely good. That's what's for us to eat. That's what we're given for us to eat. This was for us not to eat. So let's stop eating it. And then he also says, this is a, a this, okay. And, um, but the same future of just eating from the tree of life we, we also have the possibility that, we, that this process will be prepared for us by our eating from the tree of knowledge of good and bad. We made that choice. And so now after we experience many tribulations and after we grow and are more mature, experienced, our dirt is purified, our intellect is refined, our character traits are repaired, the tashuv, and then our recognition of the trait of, of the tree of life will, will reconnect with the tree of life. And then we will experience the transformation of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to a tree of life completely, completely good. And that's the process of history. And every generation is continuing this work of clarifying this recognition and developing the will to excise the bad from existence. I mean, because a, a disease isn't, isn't uh, evil. It's just, you know, part of microbes doing their thing. But we, we want to get rid of it. The, we need, but it's an act of will so that it will cease and this will bring the this this will bring about the survival of the world. And he quotes, we ends with the Pasuk, Amrut Sadik Kitov Kiprim Alalehem Yochelu. Hail the Tzadik, they shall do good and they'll eat the, the fruits of their works. May we be so blessed to do that good. Okay, so I'm going to now, I'm gonna go more into English so that we can um, go through the thoughts. But he says like this, and these are selections, the second section, the essential universal good. We have to understand, he says, in the entirety of the physical and spiritual world, bad does not exist except in its isolation, which he had spoken about, it's, it's in the separation that bad exists. But when everything, when everything is gathered together, then it's, truly good and this perspective this this world view of the good it, it, this revelation of the good we get by a unified perspective or a unified worldview and he says there's two worldviews dominant in the world the unified worldview and the divided worldview the unified worldview sees that those, that way of looking at things where we identify the differences 
that, um, that there are differences and there's separations, that's mistaken. And it's a limit, it's a limited illumination. Those that, that it's, it's not, a, it's, it, it's, it's, it's dark. The reality of existence, the reality of existence, it's one great, great, great unity. And in it, there are many unique individual revelations, limbs, multiple different colors and everything, but it's all of the it's all of the unified collective, all the differences in the world. And when we can look at everything with this unified worldview, and, and then we can identify things in, in, in a positive way, um, and the more we can do this, the more that this unified worldview becomes deeper within us, it will bring the actual practical good into the world and it'll bring life and it'll bring peace into the world when we can share. And that's what Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad is, 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 is about this day and night to, to call out that the unified worldview. And, and, um, and then he goes on here about the, what, the worldview of separation and how it brings destruction and darkness and evil grow in the worldview of, of, of separation. And then the, what it caught me is he spoke politically. The leaders of the countries, of the nation states, and all the geniuses about social, societal geniuses. And I think it's sarcastic. The world's political world and all the societies, they're caught in the hashkafa, in the worldview of division, of separation. And the world is not yet ready for a leadership that is comes from this unified worldview. And the content, what it means, the aura of Mashiach is the, the Kiseh Hashem Be'olam is built. The whole content, the messianic, our entire messianic call is built on the foundation of the unified world outlook. And so that it grows and it enters and penetrates all the separate parts, all the parts and, and all, all, all the events and so on. And he says, this, this revelation of the oneness in humankind and the world, well, that's very alive in Israel. And, and we're here in order to, to, to announce this to ourselves and to the world. And then the second Seder is like, well, Omek Tov Omek Ra. Well, all right, that's conceptually very nice, but what about the actual bad that we experience? And there he says like this, um, in, in, that's the second Seder. And Omek Tov and Omek Ra is also Sefer Yetzirah with a fifth dimension. We're in the three, three dimensions of space, one dimension of time, and the fifth dimension is the, the dimension of morality and the depths of evil, the depths of good, the depths of evil. That's how Sefer Yetzirah constructs, describes the world. And, and Rav Cook is, um... all right.
So Chachmat HaRazim, the wisdom of the Kabbalah, the secret teachings that clarify the, all the dimensions of spirituality and um, in the perspective, okay, in the aspectaria, in the perspective of the holy, we see that actually omek hatov hu mesovev et omek hara, that the depths of good encompass or circle the depths of ra. They're, they're somehow encompassed within it. Kedei, what for what purpose? Why is ra existing in the world? Kedei sheit amek hatov gamken al that the good will be deepened, developed through the, the, the meeting with the evil. And, um, and, and then we'll be able to bring the, the most complete tov yoter shalom into the world. Ubishvil tach yesh and that's why in the creation there is the aspiration for bad for in in the ethical realm and in the practical realm because in the the good grows by by confronting that is the implication and the gods and it goes on that there's God's advice to, to lasur mi moksheh hara, the advice of the elevated, we have, we have to avoid the pitfalls of the bad and raise humankind from the depths of bad to the heights of good. But the good news is that lezenoad ha'olam adam. it is for this humanity, the world and humankind is destined to do this. This is part of our historical unfolding. And noad gam hara atzmo. And it's for this reason that Ra was, was brought into the creation that for us to go through the process of this raising the depths of Ra omek Ra omek tov. So he, okay, so that's the thing. So that's the Here's an interesting one. So what is the purpose of evil? I'm going to try to finish in five minutes. When we see evil in an individual person or in human social life, we come to the conclusion that negativity, negativity and evil has a purpose, even though it's a temporary purpose. What is that? Yesh berish'ah omets meyuchad. The evil has a, a certain courage. It's willing to take on anything to, to, to do its thing. It has a, a powerful will and, and a, a depth of life, whatever you can mean by that. But evil has a particular strength, power of will and depth of life. And these qualities are necessary for us to harness in order for to have integrity and good. The, the good have to have the same passion. That passion for, for effect has to be part of the character of the good. And, and that's what we need to learn from, from, the, from the bad, from the evil. And then he says, we are confident that finally evil will be transformed. Humankind will improve, society will improve 
and then everything will be established on the basis of good and evil will end. The passion for evil, anger, murder, crudity and all of its you know, faces, branches will disappear in the entire world. And he says that there are four, in another one, there's four aspirations, uh, complete evil that it controls. And the, one is you recognize the evil and you despair completely for existence. And, and some people say he was referring to Buddhism. And then the third aspiration is semi-despair. And some people say he was referring to Christianity when he elaborates. But there is another aspiration, which is to save everything. This aspiration that wants to leave nothing outside of the whole, to save the body and the soul, and to save the evil, just like you want to save the good, and you want to transform the evil to absolute good and to elevate the entire world and all its aspects, the social world, and to establish everything on the basis of good. That's the other aspiration we have. Zoti she'ifat Israel. This is the aspiration of Israel. Uba or Israel asir et kol The light of Israel is coming to remove all the darkness and to remove the 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 dark clouds and and to and the masks. The masecha hanesucha kol The the masks that is covering all the nations. And here he's bringing in Isaiah. God will destroy the mountain on this mountain, the shroud that is drawn over all the faces and the covering that is spread all the, over all the nations. And then we'll really be in a tremendous thing and the bad will be elevated to the good. How? The training of the will, the spiritual education of the human. That's what we need to do. We have to train our will and we have to, we have to educate humankind. And this comes about through habituation of holiness. That's what the mitzvot are all about, to, to bring us into the realm of, of continuous holiness. And then, the evil in existence will be transformed to good. And then we'll reach the third Seder, Eden Ha'atid, the future Eden, in which then the quality of Tov and Chesed uh, runs the world and all the bitter is sweetened and evil transformed to good, darkness is transformed to light. And this is all when this elevated quality of good grows in our heart and we're full of kindness and, and compassion. And, and this way holiness spreads into the world and into all the souls, small and large, everything is sweetened. And then this is the last piece. And notice, please, it doesn't have a title, but it's piece number 32, Lamed Bet. And the Nazir structured each of them according to the Kabbalistic construct. The 32 in Sefer Yitzira is built on the 32 paths. So this is the last piece in this, in this section. Kol hamitorer be'olam, everything that happens in the world, from the beginning of time till the end, it's all partial aspirations, partial recognitions, but all the partialities of existence 
הולכות ומצטרפות ליצירה שלמה. They, they are developing and will join into a complete creation. And, um, but until this tsura ha-mashlima doesn't come to its um, fullness, then we're still in a world sheyesh tov emet v'shekel, tuhumah v'tahara, kodesh v'chol. We're still in this world of the duality of good and evil. Aval, this is how he finishes, when the light of the universal oneness, which was the third principle, when that will manifest fully into the world, will recognize why all these partialities were part of the story. And then, Everything will be recognized as good, the emet, the tahara, to truth, to purity, velekodesh, and to holiness. Olam shekulo shabbat shekulo tov, a world that is completely shabbat, that is completely tov. So I really want to bless us that, that our learning together and all the activities that we're all involved in and to bring the world to, to more tov, we'll, we'll all join together and, and bring mamish uh, universal tov, a tova klali, that is God's re- desire for us. And it's also the, the historical necessity. So it's, we can just make it happen sooner rather than amen, later. Amen. So may we amen. be blessed to participate in this great, complete, Tikkun olam and, exp- and really experience olam shekulo tov, shekulo shabbat, shekulo tov, ve chag sameach ve shabbat shalom. Thank you so much. Okay, friends, we have about 10 minutes left. It'd be great to hear any questions or thoughts that, that Hevra have uh, on, on some of this. Um, since we have a new uh, person to the group, Rabbi Jaffe, maybe you want to jump in first. Thanks so much, Rosh Uh Really great to be here, Yitzhak. Thanks so much for uh, for that, that beautiful learning. Um, so, question I have for a cook: the, What's the mechanism? Like you, you mentioned, uh, to be in that kind of habituation to holiness, you mentioned Shmirat Mitzvot. Those are different things. You know, in Hasidus and a lot of Hasidus, the main mechanism is Machshava, and you know, you purify your Machshava and your and your your thought. You know, the level of thought. And you really have dot and you have dot of really what's going on. And then when you can achieve dot, like then things happen. Was for Rav Cook, how like how do you get to this this consciousness? Was is it about dot? Is it about something else? Like what what is it? Yeah, I think it's much more holistic. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's in, in, in his teachings. I mean, Rav Cook for himself seemed, I mean, he, he he himself said he worked very hard. It wasn't like he was just, but he was already recognized as young. But in his teachings. He speaks about needing to cultivate, to be a healthy soul, you need to cultivate all parts of your being. You need to cultivate healthy physicality. Mm-hmm. You need to cultivate uh, loving feelings and, and alive feelings, empathic feelings. You need to derive, have um, universal understanding. You're, you have to have your consciousness as the largest point and your spirit at its largest point and creativity. You have to let your kid. So it's it's an integration of all parts of the being, and and he had he had critique to say about that in Galut. It made sense that we put all our spirituality into that, 
But now that we're coming into Eretz Israel, where we have to work the land, it's 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 a return. It's a diffusion of the material and the spiritual mm. that that we need, and and it has to be in action. It can't be just in theory. Mm. It's 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 ultimately meaningless if it's just a personal, individual, spiritual experience. Thank you. That's beautiful. Thank you. So that's why I'm so I'm so appreciative of everything Rabbi Shmuley is doing. You know, I'm all the theories in the world. You're taking on all these challenges in all these areas. So call it a vote, like in the real world. And you and it's good to important to know in this. Rough Cook actually gives a lot of practical advice. I mean, we need you need to find it and and explicate it, but it's not all. It, he really does cover all the grounds. I mean, he wrote so much. Well, so 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 okay. So picking up on this practical point, um, I'm I uh, I wish I was in a higher spiritual state, but unfortunately, I'm not. And uh, and I love it when I'm learning Torah, I'm davening, I'm meditating, I'm like in Ruchnius. But then we go out, uh, we go out, and we do messy work, messy work. And I've experimented with different types of spiritual exercises to kind of carry the spiritual space into the messy work. But I wonder like, what are some tools that Rub Cook might offer as to when we are out at a rally or in a work meeting or just doing hundreds of emails, doing work in the world, how do we bring the joy of Torah, the joy of the Vekas, the joy of the Ruchnius into that space as deeply as possible? Well, I just wrote this down because I'd, I'd rather do a little bit of uh of research rather than sort of speak off okay. the top of my head, but um, partially the first thing that comes to me from his teachings is to actually to understand that there's no difference in the activity, whether it's spiritual or physical. Right, right. It's, 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 there's no, it's not like this is spiritual and this is not, that this is spirituality, it's all being expressed. It's all the spirit, and it's the purpose of all that is in order to do the fixing down here. It's like he was—he would be the the number one activist for for olam for ma, for masse. He wouldn't put, put this picture of everybody in yeshiva learning all day. He would want people to let's fix the world, then we can learn all day. But there's too many people dying. There's too much everything else. We can't just do this. That might have been what we needed to do in in Europe. But this is a, we're now in it. And also one of the beautiful things in his teachings, he said that in the last Geula, we left Egypt and we framed ourselves in Israel, away from the world. He says the Geula of the future is that Israel will be connecting with the world mm. and will be as Israel and, 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 and contributing to the fixing. What's the word he uses there for the connecting? Because Rabbi Nachman talks a lot about meet pashet and like, you know, the Eretz Israel meet pashet in the Yalam. Is there, is there? I've seen that as well. I mean, I'd, I'd have to look at the thing. I'm, I'm to see, kesher's, a lot of meet kasher mm -hmm. and so on. But also a lot, of, he has meet pashet a lot too. Uh -huh. You know, so um, yeah, he, and he even has a piece that, that Mashiach ben Yosef, you know the Medrash, 
Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David, that the first step is Mashiach ben Yosef who will protect Israel and, and thing, and then Mashiach ben David comes and spirits, Rav Kook explained it even this way, Mashiach ben Yosef is when we only care about Israel, and it's very important to take care of Israel, but the Medjur says he's going to get killed, that we have to drop, it, it, ultimately it's about the Mashiach ben David is the universal, the universal Mashiach. The Mashiach for the for the whole world, mm. and and that means basically, you know, we'll we have enough to everybody on the planet will have enough to eat and drink and and have good medical care, mm. and the messianic age will be here. Mm. Mm. Is that? Um, I mean, this might be probably all over his teachings, is my guess, and I'm really coming to this from Nudrav Cook. Um, but that kind of teaching about the United Israel, not but you didn't, or like Israel's role now in the world is more of that. Is that collected in a particular place, or that's really all over his teaching? I, I can find you those the ones I'm quoting. I can find you the, the quote. Yeah, that'd like, be great. It's, in, it's in his notebooks. Just you send me an email. What do you think? I'll, just, I'll, I'll be able to send it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, that he's please. You know, the other level, the uh, so on a spiritual level of thinking about sparks of light everywhere and how we can not move away from this false binary that he would have rejected of this is the holy space and the non-holy space, right? But on an emotional level, I try to call, I try to be simchadik in the, in the, in the ruchnia space, right? Cultivate joy, connection to the Rabboni Sha'olam, the love of learning. And, and a lot of my work is about empathy space, about being in this, the messy suffering space uh, and it, where I don't bring in an energy of simcha. It wouldn't be appropriate to kind of be in activist spaces uh, in such a space. Um, and so I wonder like how, like in shift, shifting those emotional energies of how we are in the world, how does, how does the, the, the liberation of the light, the access of the light change? It, is, uh, no. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting question. I mean, from what I, because Ruff Cook was in that situation a lot. He had he was dealing in all sorts of situations. But what what they the, the way they speak about him was there was a certain core that was always there that was like immovable, unchangeable, and and he writes about the simcha pnimi. Yeah, that where you are chitzoni is one thing, but it's where you are pnimi. And so he would carry that with in all situations, but, you know, but behave mm -hmm. appropriately. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to know when not to smile. And, <laughs> and uh, but the inside is always in that connection. That was, that's uh, really, mm -hmm. that's, that was, that was, that was, that was the way he lived. What was the phrase again? Something panimi? Simcha uh, panimi. Simcha panimi, oh yeah. I, I can find it in Orota Kodesh. Uh, I can, oh, you yeah. send me up, but some company me. Yeah, yeah, great, great. You know, Shmuel, I'm thinking about, uh, I'm sure you're in these situations a lot also, you know, we're doing a lot of work around um, around police reform here in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so be at a, a, a rally or something and someone's just been killed, and, and, and you know, we're, we're there. Like, it's totally that, you know, it's a morning. You're, you're not like smiling, yeah, right. ah, jumping right. around. But I'm just imagining, I haven't done this, but I'm just imagining like being there and having that simcha me of like, look at us together. Like we're here together. We're actually going for human liberation. We're going for dignity for people. And like, like what will it be like to connect to that while in that place of Tsar and Shvirat Alev 
and all that. That's I want to work with that. I think that's yeah. really productive. Right. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Panimi. That's a, yeah, yeah. And this is you know, and when you always have one eye on the tra- on the suffering and one eye on redemption, right? You never lose that hope. You never lose that promise. In a and, sense. and that's the teaching of the Zohar. The, the, the eternal eye, the, the supernal eye is, is too, but it only, it's, only, it's, only sees, it's only the good. It only sees the good. And, and we have to have both of those. Well, that's interesting that it only sees the good because a phenomenon that is happening in some, uh, I won't give it a political label, but in some, um, in, 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 in some activist camps, has over the last number of years that I've noticed is the worse you can make the crisis sound, the more yeah. you care, right? Though, oh, this is, it's not just tyranny. It's like, it's like Hitler. It's not just like a bad situation. It's the Holocaust. It's like you, the, 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 the louder you sound the alarms of the crisis, the more bought in you are, the more authentic you are. And actually we're saying something different here. Like you, you never lose, you never lose the good. Like you, you can't be an extremist in that regard. Yeah. I saw a beautiful piece this week. This thing, I can also say in one of the letters where Rothkopf says, Kitsoniyut, extremism mm. in any realm is bad. Mm. It's a direct even, even for Kedusha? Even for Kedusha. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> I, that might have been the discussion that he was referring to, that he was responding. It's in one of the Igrot, but, but extremism in anything is bad. Yeah. Wow. I mean the Rambam. Yeah. You know. So yeah, and 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 and, and Rav Cook could keep his cool. I mean, you know, he, <laughs> the the only time he, the only the only time where he got angry was with with the Mufti, and when when he found out about the nineteen the massacres in nineteen twenty, it was on Shabbos. Hmm. They came into Beit Rav and told him about the massacres that had just happened in Hebron. He at that moment went across the street, Hadassah Hospital, and phoned the British to, to do something. And of course, they didn't do anything. He came back and just came, went right back into Shabbos. And then, as soon as Shabbos was over after Havdalah, he fainted. And then he got up. And he started marching and he created these, I can show you the words, a song of, of, of fury mm-hmm. um, that he's repeated over and over again. And it's, we, it's, it, we recorded the melody on our CD. We didn't record the words. But that would be interesting to learn. That was the one time with the Mufti, he was really furious. Let me let me ask you just one last thing because I know we're at our time here. In regards I, to the, I'm in no hurry. The, in the, the, this balance between Chesed and Gavura, you know, a lot of people reported. Maybe we're too far we're too far removed from Rav Cook at this point uh, and his Talmudim, but but um, if anyone would know, it's you. Uh, I, I, you know, a, a lot of people say that they're 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 mus, they're like a Musernik or they're Chassidish Rebbe, whoever they're they're mean to their students. 
right? Of course, there's a sweetness, there's a gentleness in a relationship to a Rebbe and a student, but there's a there's also a meanness. The way people talk about how Rav Soloveitchik taught, you know, treated his students in sheer. You're tough with them. You you critique them. You break them down. And this is quite common. Do we have any sense with Rav Cook and the Nazir and his other close students? Was it primarily a gentle, loving relationship, or was he also kind of a played a tough, mean role to kind of break people down as well? No that there's no report of that sort of behavior. The report of being there was you, you came in and you felt enveloped by love. And, and, and people went in really disturbed. Arya Levine shows up one day and he's really disturbed. They got to talk to Rav Cook and Rav Cook is busy. The Nazir is in silence. He sits there and just by being in that space, the entire thing leaves him and he walks out tranquilly without speaking to Rav Cook. That's, that's one episode. Um, you see, the question would be, and, and I can't answer that authentically, but in the Dati Lumi Yeshiva world, mm-hmm. I, don't, I get the feeling it's a pretty healthy world where, where everybody is, is, you know, every, people are actually encouraged to be themselves. So those people who want to become doctors, become doctors, scientists, Talmidei Chachamim, soldiers, army, it seems to be like a very supportive environment. So I, I think that's the general experience in the Dati Lumi world. Friends, thank you so much for joining us uh, for part four today. We can't wait for part five next uh, next Wednesday. So the elevation of the world. That's the fifth Amazing. principle. All right. Bring your... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bring your equipment with you for going up. <laughs> for going up. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great Thank you night. so much. I mean, it's it's really lovely to be able to share this with people who are interested because, you know, the rough cook is, it's, it's quite an extraordinary Torah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate this introduction for me. So I'll, we'll be in touch about. Yeah. Yeah. Let's questions. do that anytime. And, yeah. and, and, um, and you can actually catch up by looking at the notes yeah, I saw that, and I saw the, the classes too. So I'll, yeah, I'll take a look at all that. And it's all in English, so you can do a fast. You can skim Great. it, Great. just to you can just to see the structure uh, and the headings and all that. Well, we'll you'll get a you'll get a, a, a good picture. I'll take a look. Yeah, and I'll be here the next few. There's like I'm in and out. I just had yeah, on the schedule, fine. but uh, I'm here as much as I can be. So, all right. Thanks a lot. Okay, thank thank you very much, Bye. Bye now. Take good care. Bye bye.